Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. What is up, Waffle Gang? I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more r slash Am I the Butt? <laughs> if you'd like to subscribe to the channel it'd be very helpful just click that subscribe button maybe that notification bell too a quick shout out to charlie p the knitting men b for joining us yesterday and for everyone for spending 20 minutes of your time with us today it means the absolute world and let's crack on with today's stories much love guys from pragmatic panda 42 am i the arsehole for not giving a kidney to my father My 23 female father, 71 male, has a chronic kidney disease and needs a kidney transplant for survival. He has three older kids, half siblings, but none of them are compatible. I have the same blood type, but haven't tested for compatibility yet. His blood type, coupled with comorbidities, fatty liver from alcohol consumption, make him an unlikely donor recipient in my country. We met this year. My mum told me he was dead when I was a child because he didn't want to be in my life. She told me the truth when I was 18 and I found out he was still alive, had other kids and where he lived. After pondering, I decided not to contact him. I always lived in the same city and house growing up, so he knew where to find me and never tried. His name is not on my birth certificate. My mum's brother-in-law has been my dad for everything that counts. A few years ago, I met my father's nephew, his wife's nephew, 28 male, Max. We became friends without knowing about the link and eventually started dating been together for two years when we found out about the link i told him i didn't want my dad knowing about me and he respected my decision they are fairly close because max's dad died when he was a teen and my father became his main role model i got pretty sick a few months ago and had to be hospitalized for three weeks my father heard that max's girlfriend me was very sick she used the word dying from my half sister so he went to offer support figured who i was he did know my name plus i'm a copy of my mum and lost it He insulted me and my boyfriend, called me a gold digger and him an idiot for thinking I got close to him without knowing who he was. Up to this point, I didn't even know they were rich. I knew they were well off, but Max works his ass off and never talks about money. We don't live together and both lived abroad before the pandemic. I recently graduated uni, studied with a full scholarship abroad, worked and saved enough to pay for my master's. Even then, my mum's legacy is substantial, so I'm not worried at all for my future financially. Max eventually forgave him and trusts I am not with him due to money. My father asked for forgiveness and I told him I was willing to be cordial with him for Max's sake, but I would never see him as a dad figure and I wanted nothing from him. Today he talked to Max, said his kidneys were failing and he would be hospitalized until a kidney becomes available. Max has asked me to test for compatibility before making a decision. I told him that it wasn't necessary because I'm not giving away a kidney. He got angry and said this was a life or death situation and I could at least think about it. I'm extremely distressed that he would even ask that from me and told him to fuck off. I know people can live with one kidney, but every surgery comes with risks and pregnancy does become higher risk. Am I the asshole for not giving an organ to someone that's contributed nothing but a sperm to my life? And there's a pretty simple answer for that one from me anyway. 
And that's a simple no. You don't owe an organ to anyone. No one owes an organ to someone else. Especially when you say, like, that person hasn't contributed anything to your life. That person wasn't a father to you in any part of your life. So why should you? And I've got to question the boyfriend in this scenario as well. Like, he's willing to, you know, say that you should give away one of your organs for someone that you don't know and gets upset over the fact that you won't even think about it. As we say, that's a bit of a red flag for me. And I know people get desperate in certain situations, but come on now. TD Allstar says, Not the asshole, but if you want to escape the pressure, say you'll get tested and tell the doctor that you're being pressured and you don't want to donate. The doctor will then tell them that you're not compatible. And that's a great bit of information to know. Followed by Chopperello who says, Not the asshole and don't do the test. Nothing can come of it if you're set on not donating, but honestly, you and your boyfriend aren't set up for success here. There is so much baggage between you two. To be honest, some therapy would be really recommended, and now rather than later. OP replies to that saying, I wanted to break things off when we found out the link, but he seems serious about being able to separate what my father was for him and what he had with me, and promised never to push me to start a relationship with him. That's why I'm so hurt right now. You're right, therapy might be needed if we want to keep going forward. Stunning Field says, your boyfriend feels like you should give up a body part when you don't want to. Girl, run, not the arsehole. Zesty Close says, not the arsehole. Donors often die from complications. Life donation should never be entered into lightly. Your father has lived a long life and has no right to your organs simply because he fathered you. If you want to get around this sensitively, tell the doctor you're being pressured to donate and they will simply say you're incompatible. Walter the Hedgehog says, nope, not the arsehole. Do you think the realization of your shared genetic and possibility of being a donor has anything to do with his decision to apologize in the first place? And we have a couple more, one from Fickle Willow who says, not the arsehole, Max should respect your decision regarding your body. As you said, every surgery comes with a risk. I doubt your father would reciprocate if it was you in the situation. This man doesn't care about you. Don't sacrifice a part of your body for him. If Max can't understand, then he is not the right person for you. And finally, Jay Echo says, Hi, living kidney donor here who had a perfectly healthy pregnancy post-donation. If you are healthy, you have nothing to worry about here. But also not the arsehole, you don't need a valid reason to not give a body part away. No is a complete sentence. This isn't an easy ask. I was privileged in health to give a kidney to my sister's husband, who I've known since I was 13, when I was 32. He's an amazing father and husband, and I wanted my niece and nephew to have their father. I didn't do it because life or death for a person who abandoned me and called me a gold digger. That's ridiculous. Why would you go through the recovery process of losing a kidney for someone who's been terrible to you? If you want to stay with your partner and you want the least amount of drama possible, you can get tested and then tell the nurse liaison that you feel coerced into donating and don't want to. They will tell your bio dad that you weren't a match. That's it. End of story. But please consider if you actually want to be with someone who would treat you like this. It's not his body to make decisions with. Now, what would you do if you found yourself in this situation? I'm pretty sure the majority of people can say, yeah, you're not going to be donating nothing to a person like that. But what about the boyfriend? What are your thoughts on that situation? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to the next story. Comes from a throwaway account titled, Am I the asshole for calling my husband delusional for demanding I give him 50% profit of my business that he didn't support? My husband, male 35, is a bank clerk, and I, female 29, have a work-from-home job, which I barely bear since I'm an active outdoor person and like doing gardening stuff in particular. 
I figured since I have a background in gardening, I decided to use our spacious backyard to grow flowers and sell them online after arranging and organizing them into bouquets. When I brought this up with my husband, he said this was the worst idea ever, adding this would be a major waste of time and money and suggested I look for a second job. I didn't listen and started my business little by little. In a matter of 18 months, it started bringing decent money and I gained customers. My husband offered to look at how much I was able to make in the past months and was impressed. The other day, he was standing with his drink while I was checking my flowers. He talked about what a good job I was doing keeping our business flowing. I corrected him about it being our business and reminded him how little faith he had in my potential to make decent money out of growing, selling cut flowers. He was like, well, I didn't honestly think your little gardening hobby was going to get anywhere, but now that business is flourishing, I want my fair share of the profit and won't settle for less than 50%. I was puzzled. I asked why he thought he would get any share of the profit, let alone 50%. His answer was that I was using his soil to grow my flowers on. I said this is our house, our soil, not just his since we're married and both our names are on the title. He was like, actually, I owned this house long before you came along, so it's technically mine. I replied that he must be aware it'd be split in half in case of separation. He laughed and joked about how silly I was for hinting separation just because he was asking for something that he so richly deserves, which is 50% of the profit. I said no and that he was delusional to ask because even his soil alone doesn't magically grow my flowers. There's a lot of work to it from picking, buying seeds, taking time, effort to care for them, collecting, trimming and selling them while all he does is sit back. I said it didn't matter to him when I started using his soil. Why now? He said it always matters when money is involved. We had an argument about it and he apologized but only for approaching the subject rudely but still wants 50%. He's been silent about it since after stating that he already said what he needed to say and I needed to make the right decision. Am I the arsehole? To clarify, my husband and I both have our own salaries. We contribute equally towards expenses. It's his idea since he had a divorce before. He still has things that he owns alone, which isn't bad since money has never been an issue. It's not like he needs the money for an emergency or something. He just wants 50% of the profit going forward. A question that was going through my head, which was also asked by Sanguine Psychologist, who says, has he also been giving you 50% of his wages? To which OP replied, no, but we both equally contribute to household expenses and other daily needs. He still has his own fun money to spend however he wants, so he's doing well financially. So if you're both contributing equally financially towards the household and all other expenses, and he just wants 50% of your business just because it was on your soil, then absolutely not the arsehole to me. But I do wonder, as like a worrying thing for OP, that because they are married, that the husband automatically gets like a share of the business in some sort of way because they are both putting money towards the household and you know he does own a part of that garden as well that she is using for their business so therefore does he own some of the business and i wonder if there is a way around that you know through a lawyer or something like that but mine angel says not the arsehole and i really hope you're consulting a divorce lawyer your husband just showed his true colors and the picture isn't pretty at all leave a sorry ass to rot on his soil and plant a new garden somewhere else without an entitled burden Mean Girl says not the arsehole, but you need to visit a lawyer ASAP to get your business registered in just your name and to look up by postnup. You need to protect yourself here. KDanny17 says, this is insane and a huge red flag. I think that the idea of separation should be considered seriously. 
First protect your business by filing for an LLC, if you haven't already. Then take the house and the land and make him buy you out. Al Skellington says, that's rather laughable. I have to agree, what a doofus. Does he not already benefit from your success due to the added income to your household? Not the arsehole. And OP replies that saying, he does and quite frankly, I've been spending more time than him on necessities lately, but I still pour money back into the garden to be able to keep the business steady with all the requirements that need to be met. And one more from EMCCM who says, not the arsehole, lol, he offered to look at how much you were making. There are major red flags in your post. You need to speak to a solicitor ASAP. Now, what are your thoughts on this story? How would you approach this one? Let me know your thoughts and we'll move on to the next story. And our next story comes from First Wait 7262 titled, Am I the arsehole for making my daughter try on my old clothes from back when I was a teenager? Yesterday, me and my two kids, 11 male and 15 female, were decluttering our closets. I realized that we all had plenty of clothes we never wore, just sitting around and gathering dust. So the plan was to try and sell as many of them as we could at the local market and donate the rest. As I was digging through some old boxes I hadn't opened in years, I found several of my favorite dresses, skirts, and blouses from back when I was a teenager in the early 90s. They brought back so many good memories, and I even tried some of them on. But I quickly realized that I gained more than a little bit of weight since then, and there was no way in hell I was ever going to fit into these things again. I still wanted to see the way they looked on an actual person though, one last time before selling them or giving them away for good. So I called my 15 year old daughter and asked her to try a few of them on herself. She has the same tall and slender figure I used to have when I was younger and in a way I guess I thought seeing her wearing those clothes would be a bit like seeing my own self in them again. I figured she wouldn't mind, it would only be for a brief few minutes at most and the only person who'd ever see her in them would be me. As you can already guess though, my daughter was completely against this. She's always liked baggy, shapeless clothes like jeans and boxy t-shirts and reacted horribly when I suggested she tries on a dress or even just a plain blouse for a few minutes. It took a whole lot of begging and insisting on my part for her to finally agree to try one of these dresses on and even then it was only after I threatened not to take her and her brother to their weekly swimming classes anymore. I never actually intended to follow through with that threat though. I was still going to take them both to their classes regardless of whether she agreed to wear some of my old clothes or not. I was just looking for a way to finally get her to try on one of the dresses, but I suppose I could have handled it better. Still though, I failed to see why it was such a big deal to my daughter. I would never force her to go out in public wearing clothes she doesn't like or doesn't feel comfortable in, and I'm happy to let her express herself however she wants. This time though, nobody else was going to see her in those clothes but me and she was going to get to take them off after less than a few minutes. Would it really have been such a big deal if she put them on for one or two minutes at most? I honestly don't see harm in all this, but my daughter does and has been upset with me ever since. Did I act like an asshole? I would really appreciate some of your guys' thoughts. Look, to me in this one, it's a simple case of boundaries. Your daughter had a boundary that, that she didn't want to put on these clothes. You crossed it. You forced her into it by trying to take away something that she wants to do, even though it was an empty threat. She should have said no. You should have respected that. It's her body. It's her choice. She can do what she wants. She can put on what clothes she wants. It's up to her. And I understand that you may have seen these clothes and brought back so many memories and wanted to, you know, relive some of your past, but you can't do that through your daughter. You can't treat your daughter like a doll and put clothes on her. That's just not the right thing to do, is it? So you're going to be the arsehole in this situation, I'm afraid. 
But infamous Buzz Buzz B says, you're the arsehole. Are you sure you're a parent of a 15 year old? Because by definition, that would make you an adult. You don't sound like an adult. And quotes, it took a whole lot of begging and insisting on my part for her to finally agree to try one of the dresses on. And even then, it was only after I threatened her not to take her and her brother to their weekly swimming classes anymore. Then says, this is called a tantrum. When you're an adult and you throw a tantrum to get what you want, especially when it involves manipulating someone else, especially when that someone else is a family member, and especially, especially when that family member is a daughter who is dependent on you, not just to take her swimming classes, but to love and support her and act with emotional maturity. You're a massive, massive asshole. Yeesh. Breadcrumb Forest says, you're the asshole. How do you not see that? You threatened to take away your daughter's extracurricular if she didn't put something on her body that she was uncomfortable with. You just... You just taught her that she has no control over her own body and that her consent is not important. And you're just threatened to make her do things. What an incredible, harmful parenting moment. Special Koala says, and quotes, only after I threatened not to take her and her brother to their weekly swimming classes anymore. And says, you're the asshole. Stop reliving your memories through your kids. Threaten them because your own selfish needs is such an asshole move. I can't even. And Tribute Spirit says, and quotes, I threaten not to take her and her brother to the swimming classes anymore. And then says, you're the arsehole. You threatened to punish your daughter and her brother if she didn't try on your old clothes. That is beyond extreme. It doesn't matter if you didn't plan on following through. You are the adult. And as the authority figure, your daughter had no choice. You're the arsehole because you behaved childishly. And one more from Care Bear who says, you're the asshole, your child isn't your toy to force to do whatever you want. No is a complete sentence and you kept pushing her boundaries until you got your own way. You should learn how to respect others' boundaries. This is behavior that has bigger consequences too. You're teaching her that her boundaries mean nothing and that she should give in to appease others. Is that the message you really want your impressionable teenager to be receiving? Now, what do you guys make of this one? Maybe you found yourself in a similar position in the past. Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to another story. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. And our next story comes from our very own subreddit r slash mark narrations. Come over there, get involved, post your own stories, and occasionally we read them on the channel. And this story comes from our very own Ryland Kinda Draws, who's been doing some fan art recently. A couple of pictures on the screen right now that they've done absolutely amazing stuff, and I'm so thankful for it. And the story is titled, Am I the Arsehole for Being Upset My Sister Took an Unnecessary Detour While Taking Me to Hospital? I, 18 female, have a heart condition caused by an accident last year, sinus tachycardia, in case you were interested in knowing, and have been in and out of the hospital for the past year or so since. 
my visits have gotten a lot less frequent as I've gotten treatment to handle my condition. But if I was doing completely better, I obviously wouldn't be writing this. Well, earlier this afternoon, I started feeling a bit out of breath. This happens every once in a while, and I usually listen to Mark, bless ya, or watch TV and try to get rid of my nerves and focus on my breathing. Well, I started having chest pain shortly after, which is extremely uncommon for me. My mum, 53 female, told me to sit in my bed for a bit while she called someone to come get me. Ambulances are expensive. Finally, after a bit of searching, my mum managed to get hold of one of my sisters to take me to the hospital. I knew it would take a minute for her to show since she had been at someone else's house on the other side of town. I waited about 20 minutes or so and she finally arrived and I had been in a lot of discomfort up to that point. We start driving around but it looks like she's going in circles but I didn't question it because different people know different routes. About 5 minutes of driving and we show up to my sister's house and one of my other sisters jumps in the car. They are roommates. Okay, it's only been nearly half an hour of pain. I should be heading to the hospital, right? Nope. We go running around for another 5 minutes when my sister who is driving stops in front of a house and jumps out of the driver's seat. She walks into the house and my other sister jumps into the driver's seat and started finally driving to the hospital which was an additional 10 minutes or so. I'm now in the ER still having chest pains and I've been here for about 2 hours now. The doctors have run tests and so far nothing life threatening but I still have blood work and stuff that's still being looked at. I just can't help but think my sister could have dropped us off first before going somewhere else but at the same time it wasn't like I was passing out or acting out of the ordinary emergency signs and she did save us from spending hundreds of dollars for an ambulance so am i the asshole for being annoyed i didn't express my annoyance and thanked her for the ride but i can't help but think it was unnecessary to switch drivers because my one sister wanted to go somewhere else especially since the place she was going was out of the way and rylan kind of gave us an update on their condition which i'll cover straight away because it doesn't add anything additional to the information but says i've been released from a hospital after being there for about four hours they believe it's chest wall pain caused from me lifting something heavy yesterday which caused swelling the swelling was slow which is why it didn't hurt for a while after the mishap they put me on anxiety and pain meds and i'm supposed to make a follow-up appointment to make sure that was the cause and firstly rylan i'm sorry that you're having to deal with these issues that's been going on in your life at the moment i can't imagine what it's going to be like dealing with that day to day and I hope your follow-up appointment is a positive one as well. And I'm always blown away by these posts, you know, that you have to consider actually calling an ambulance. Because in the UK, you know, if, if there's something wrong, we just call an ambulance. We have national health insurance that covers all this kind of stuff. So we don't have to directly pay for ambulances and things like that. So I always find it like crazy that you have to think about, my heart is in pain right now. Should I call an ambulance? Because it might be expensive. And that, that thought process is just absolutely crazy to me. And incredibly sad to me as well. I feel, and I feel incredibly bad for anyone in that situation. But in this particular one, assuming your sister knows about your heart condition, then it's, it's going to be a not the arsehole. I mean, holy moly, I'd be annoyed as well, I think. And I know you're saying that, you know, they did you a favor by picking you up. But who wouldn't for a family member that they love, say my brother had a, a, a similar situation. I would do it in a heartbeat. I'd get up right now and I'd fly down there and straight into the hospital. There's no way I'd think, oh, that's a bit out of my way. My other brother can do that. We'll go and pick him up first and then we'll go to the, then we'll go to the hospital. I think, Jesus, chest pain is no joke. So it's a not the arsehole from me, but silly Billy Quilly says not the arsehole. What the fuck though? Hey, I see you're having severe chest pain and you know you have a heart condition and it took me a while to get here, but like, I'm just going to make a few stops. Like, damn, with family like that, you don't need enemies. 
How Chimmy says not the asshole, there's a reason doctors check the heart and brain first. They are the most vital organs. It doesn't matter if you weren't passed out, they basically played with your life. Your sisters aren't doctors, this could have aggravated your condition or even caused your death. You have the, all the right to be annoyed, angry, frustrated and more. I understand that ambulance ride is not a viable option right now, but maybe you could take an Uber, get a neighbor to help or anything that's closer to you. Heart conditions are no joke. I wish you a speedy recovery and lots of love. And Irish says, don't know how expensive ambulances are where you live, but I think calling one would have been better and safer. What the hell? You have a heart condition. The symptoms you describe easily could have been something life-threatening. Do your sisters regularly act like your heart condition can be brushed off aside so easily? Do they make a habit of inconvenience in others? Have you told your mum about this? If so, how did she react? And we'll finish up with Rylan replying to that comment saying, I live in the US, so ambulances cost a stupidly large amount here, and we aren't the most well off financially. So ambulances were a no-go. My sisters are both about 10 plus years older than me, so we don't have the closest relationship. Although the one who swapped, I talk to regularly and she is cool. Apparently, she didn't know she was swapping until she got into the car. My mum was extremely annoyed by the delay, but since we don't own a car, we just had to shut up and accept it. Can't burn bridges with people when you have heart issues and you don't own a car. While I'd love to say I told her off for making me wait when she could have left after I was at the hospital, it's just not realistic. We were just happy to get to the hospital in the end. They were having a slow day, thank God, and the extra 20 plus minutes didn't even make me bat an eye compared to the four hours I spent there, but it was still a really inconsiderate thing to do. Now, what do you guys think about Ryland's story? Do you think the sister was inconsiderate? Do you think they was putting Ryland in danger? Or do you have another take on this? Let Ryland know in the comments below and we'll move on to another story. Thank you, Ryland. And our next story is also from our own subreddit from Small Scared Heart, titled, Am I the asshole for silently leaving my best friend's party after someone let it slip that I have psychosis and his girlfriend became afraid of me? That title is a mouthful of lemon juice. On mobile, dyslexic, excuse my spelling, formatting, grammar, errors, and etc. Recently, my guy best friend had a party celebrating some restrictions having been lifted relating to the pandemic. He was at his parents' house with his family and invited a gaggle of friends, myself included, along with his girlfriend. I'm not a people person. In fact, I'm terrified of other people. However, this party was important to my BFF, so I attended. I did not know BFF's other friends too well, but I do know his family. So after the initial greetings, I spent most of my time with BFF's family. Our families are like extended family to each other. Plus, I didn't want to Velcro myself to BFF and make things uncomfortable for his girlfriend. So I flitted about between their dog, got to get those good dog pets in and his parents. And I didn't have much to contribute to the rest of his pals. I tried my best, but none of us really succeeded. So, you know. But towards the end of the night, BFF's girlfriend suddenly asked to speak with me in private, outside. Which was strange as we don't interact often and we're not especially close. Different personalities, vastly. She's bubbly, friendly and outspoken. I'm anxious, socially awkward and keep to myself. We stepped outside to talk, but before I could voice my concerns, suddenly being separated, I was worried that something had happened. She bluntly asked me if I was psychotic. I thought that I misheard, but she repeated herself. Our following conversation went as so. Girlfriend says, you know, psychotic, psycho. Someone told me that you see and hear things that aren't there. I said, what? Who told you that? The only people who knew about the psychosis were BFF and his parents, and none of them would have shared that information. 
Of course, some friends could have overheard a conversation or eavesdropped. It wouldn't be the first time someone did this, but this, I needed to know who told her. Unfortunately, she ignored the question. I'm afraid of this very personal information spreading. She says, so it's true. I said, can we stop and just go back inside? You're making me uncomfortable and no offense, but my health is none of your business. She replies, you say that I'm making you uncomfortable, but you've been making me nervous for half the night. You've been avoiding almost everyone for the whole time you've been here. You only talked to boyfriend, his parents and their dog. This is supposed to be a party. You weren't invited to loiter. You're acting like I'm posing a danger or something. I barely know most of the people here. So of course I'm going to stick to the few people that I know. Those people just happen to be him and his family. Girlfriend then says, look, I'm really sorry, but I just don't feel safe being in the house with someone who's going nuts. There's a reason why I asked to talk to you outside and not in a different room inside. You're not hanging out with the rest of us and the party is almost over. Can you just go home? We can try to do something again another time. Honestly, at this point, my brain was just starting to fizzle out from stress and I couldn't bring myself to speak anymore. So I just let her go back inside and soon after called my parents to pick me up. The next morning, I got a call from BFF's parents and they asked if I was feeling any better. Apparently, girlfriend had told them I wasn't feeling well. I told them that I was fine. I wasn't. I feel like a rude jerk for just up and leaving that night without even shooting off a text. His family was so nice to everyone and so impatient with anxious little old me. It's been a few days now. BFF has texted me a few more times, but I don't know what to do or what to tell him. If I should even do or say anything. I just apologize and say that I'm not feeling well. I'm tired, I need sleep. I've been sort of ghosting my best friend because I don't know what to do and I abandoned him and left his parents without a word of saying of thanks for inviting me to the party. So Waffles, am I the arsehole? No, there's no way you're going to be the arsehole in this situation to me. Absolutely not, that girlfriend is a toxic person. And I was so hurt for you in that story when she said, I think it's time for you to just like go home, took you outside and then done that and made you go home. Has the cheek to say that she feels uncomfortable. Jesus Christ. And I'm not sure if this is the right path to go down, but if I was in that situation, I'd be telling my best friend about it and the family as well about what she said that night because that was incredibly toxic and they're making... And she is the cause of all of that, not you. You keep being your, you keep being your awesome self, but... Irish says, girlfriend is a bitch. If she was actually afraid of you, why would she ask to talk to you privately? And it's none of her business who you talk to at that party. She's not even the hostess. You should tell BFF and his parents what really happened. Keeping this from them is only going to make you feel worse. There's a pretty good chance girlfriend pulled this stunt because she's jealous for some nonsense reason. If you let this drive a wedge between you and this family, not only do you get to feel miserable and guilty for something that isn't your fault, but she wins. Sunny Bunny says, not the arsehole. What the fuck? You need to tell your boyfriend and their parents. She was rude and disrespectful to you. EVGB's replies to that saying, agreed. She probably didn't tell them because she knew what she was doing wasn't right. Not the arsehole. Bugs Ratty says, it would have been a good idea to at least text the parents and BFF to let them know you were leaving, but you are definitely not the arsehole. Girlfriend was creepy and intrusive for doing that. And those people need to know what kind of person she is. Otherwise, what's to stop her from gatekeeping your socialization with them in the future? Eventually, she could prune you right out of their social tree without them ever knowing how or, or why that happened. And quotes, our families are like extended family to each other. Plus, I didn't want to Velcro myself to BFF and make things uncomfortable for his girlfriend. And then says, she does not have the right to decide in whose family you belong and you were just being respectful to begin with. You deserve better treatment. Take care of yourself. Edit, ideally, she just needs to be educated on your condition and how it does not affect her. 
And we'll have one more from Double Song who says, Not the asshole. Over 1000% I agree that girlfriend is a bitch, an uneducated, simple minded, and nosy bitch. And that could stop global warming with how cold she is. First off, she has no business trying to pry into your mental health. Your health is your business, like you said. I cannot believe she had the nerve to pull you aside alone and say you were making her uncomfortable. Nah, I call bullshit, OP. You left for your mental health, and that's okay. If I were you, I'd put her on blast and tell your best friend and his family. If he takes the side of his girlfriend, ghost him. If he sides with you and dumps the girlfriend, then that's a true friend. I'm sorry this happened to you, OP. I wish people were more educated on mental health and treated it with more compassion and empathy. Best of luck to you, OP. Absolutely. And however you handle this, we'd love an update in the future if you choose to share it, but there's never any pressure either. Now, what do you guys make of today's collection of stories? What are your thoughts, verdicts? Let us know if you choose to share it as well. A huge thank you for spending 20 to 30 minutes with me today and getting involved in the channel. And don't forget, if you love Reddit stories, don't forget to hit that subscribe button, that notification bell too. Apparently, YouTube's been unsubscribing people to the channel for a while now, so don't forget to hit that notification and always, if you can. No worries if you don't want to though either. There's a playlist on your screen right now which will scroll through various Am I the Arsehole videos and other playlists as well. That's over, we've got over a thousand videos on this channel at the moment. <laughs> it's insane. Thank you so much and I will see you in the next one. Take care guys, much love. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs>